This is Serenade Radio with the best in easy listening. Now here's Mark Stein with Stein's Song of the Week. Bert Camford and his orchestra are one of the great defining sounds of the 60s, which should be glory enough for a German band leader. But Bert Camford can also claim a unique distinction. He's the only German band leader to have played a critical role in the careers of the three leading English-language pop acts of the age. He adapted an old Württemberg folk song for Elvis Presley's first film after his discharge from the army. Can you see I love you? Please don't break my heart in two. That's not hard to do Cause I don't have a wood in That's Elvis and, and Bert Camford. He also produced the Beatles' very first recording session. Oh, ain't she sweet To see you walking down that street Yes, I ask you very confidently Ain't she sweet So, the Beatles, Elvis... And our third Anglophone act. Bert Camfort put Frank Sinatra back on top of the hit parade. Strangers in the night Exchanging glances Wandering in the night What were the chances We'd be sharing love Before the night was through Number one in America, number one in Britain, number one in the Philippines, number one in Argentina and Brazil, number one in France and Italy and Switzerland. Was Frank grateful to Bert Camford for that hit? Well, here's a song the first time I heard. I hated it. I hated this goddamn song the first time I heard it. And I still hate it. So sue me, shoot bullets through me, shoot. Was there ever a pop singer whose reaction to a number one single was to insult it relentlessly on stage for the next 30 years? Sinatra, live in the Dominican Republic. This is the worst bleeping song I ever heard. Sinatra, live in Jerusalem. Here's a song I can't stand, but... What the hell? Love was just a glance away A pretty pair of pants away No, I'm going to get serious. In 1966, things were serious. It had been over a decade since Frank Sinatra had had a number one single. And he was wondering in the night what were the chances he'd ever have another. A man called Jimmy Bowen had been brought into Sinatra's company, Reprise Records, to handle the rock and schlock end of things and improve the label's chart performance. Bowen took a 20-year-old tune by Dean Martin's pianist Ken Lane, stuck a choir and a semi-rocky backing on it and turned it into Reprise's first number one record. Everybody loves somebody Something in your kiss just told me my sometime 
Next, Jimmy Bowen put Nancy Sinatra together with Lee Hazelwood, lowered her keys, and gave Reprise its second number one record. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. So Frank's kid and Frank's pally had hit the top spot, and their boots were walking all over the chairman of the board. You can see why that might annoy a chap when it's his record company. For his own first session with Jimmy Bowen, Sinatra thought he had a winning song. Softly, I will leave you softly For my heart would break If you should wake and see me go so I leave you softly. Leaving the studio, Sinatra asked Jimmy Bowen where he reckoned it would get on the Billboard Hot 100. Maybe number 30, said Bowen. So Frank did not leave softly that day. He left extremely irked. As it turned out, Softly As I Leave You peaked at number 27, and thereafter, the chairman valued the new guy's judgment but he still wanted a number one. One day, the publisher Hal Fine came round to Jimmy Bowen's pad to play him some new tunes by Bert Kampfert for a forthcoming James Garner caper called A Man Could Get Killed. Many people who admire Kampfert's arranging skills are awfully sniffy about his compositions, which include Spanish Eyes, Danker Shane, as Wayne Newton sings it, Almost There for Andy Williams, L is For the Way You Look at Me for Everybody and His Auntie Mabel. Most of Bert Kampfert's tunes are built on the slightest of melodic themes, endlessly repeated with the slightest of variations. Yet they are, as the Germans say, Urwürmer, or earworms, maddening tunes that insinuate their way into your head and refuse to get out, which can prove very profitable. And therefore, Jimmy Bowen listened to Hal Fine's bunch of Campfort themes, and something called Betty Buy came up. And Jimmy Bowen played it again.
He played it a third time. And then Jimmy Bowen said to Hal Fine, Man, get me a lyric on that. And I'll do it with Sinatra. A remarkable number of people claim to have composed that melody. The late Avo Uvesian, the Lebanese-born Armenian cigar maker, insisted to me he'd written the tune. Likewise, Ivo Robic, the crooning Croat, who said he'd composed it for a folk music festival in Split. M. Philippe Gérard, the French composer, has one truly magnificent song to his name, Ah, the Apple Trees, When the World Was Young. And he said Bert Camfort's tune was stolen from his Tango Magique, the magic tango. See what you think. When Philippe Gérard took his magic tango claim to court, the judge didn't find it in the least bit spellbinding and threw out the case against Bert Kampfert. So let's stick with the official version. In 1966, Kampfert wrote this tune for his first Hollywood movie score. All it needed now was words. The publisher, Hal Fine, farmed it out to various writers and they submitted a couple of lyrics and Jimmy Bowen didn't like either of them. So Hal Fine tried again, this time with Eddie Snyder and Charles Singleton. And if you're wondering who they are, well, they also turned the Burt Camford instrumental Moon Over Naples into Spanish eyes. For Betty By, they took their cue from the film and its characters, played by James Garner and Melina Mercury. Goodbye, Ron. Goodbye, Mr. Bertus. They're strangers, exchanging glances, and by the time the tune's reprised in the final moments, you know that they're in love forever. We had the scene, recalled Eddie Snyder. A man is sitting across from a girl in a bar. That was it. But that was all they needed. I had my passport at the ticket counter just a few minutes ago, and my, my ticket and boarding pass are gone too. As far as the ticket is concerned, you can book on a flight tomorrow. But the passport is another matter. You will. Sir, you are smiling. This is a very serious matter. Yes, isn't it? Yes. 
This time, Jimmy Bowen liked the lyric. He had a very commercial tune with very commercial words. He called Sinatra, who said, Sure, let's record it Monday. It was Friday afternoon. Bowen got hold of Ernie Freeman, the arranger for Frank's poppier stuff at Reprise, and told him to crank out an arrangement that weekend. And at 5 p.m. Monday, April 11th, 1966, producer, conductor, engineers all met at the Los Angeles studio United Recorders to run down the chart and get things set up for the session that evening. Then, with Frank scheduled to arrive at 8 o'clock, Jimmy Bowen headed over to Martoni's restaurant to grab a bite to eat. He'd barely settled into his seat when Jack Jones came in and wandered over to say hi. What you been up to, Jack? asked Jimmy. I've just recorded this song, replied Jack Jones. Not really my thing, but it is very commercial. Oh yeah, said Jimmy. What's it called? Strangers in the Night. Bowen could feel the colour draining from his cheeks, but he kept a poker face. Really? Well, good luck with it. Jack Jones ambled away to get a drink, and Bowen called for the cheque, and in the eternity it took for the waiter to respond, dark thoughts danced through his head. Evidently, that duplicitous publisher had wearied of getting Sinatra before a microphone and pitched the song to other interested parties. It was 730 In half an hour, Frank would be walking into the studio to record what he thought was going to be his top ten hit. Instead, it would be a cover version nobody needed of Jack Jones's top ten hit. Jimmy Bowen hurried out of Martoni's and back to the studio. He called his guys back at Reprise Records and told them to hustle up eight drivers to be at the studio by midnight. Oh, he added, and get me maybe 800 bucks in $20 bills. And then the clock struck eight and Sinatra walked in on time as always. It was not a smooth session. Bowen hadn't told Frank about the Jack Jones business because there was no sense discombobulating him before the date. Uh, But he got discombobulated anyway. He had difficulty with the key change just before the final eight bars. Uh, When things started to go awry on a song, there was always a danger Sinatra would call it quits and move on. The producer's worry was that one more bum key change and Frank would go home. So Bowen told him, sing it right up to the key change and cut. Then we'll give you a bell tone and we'll go from there in the new key to the end. Strangers in the night Exchanging glances, wandering in the night What were the chances we'd be sharing love Before the night was through Something in your eyes was so inviting Something in your smile was so exciting Something in my heart told me I must have you Strangers in the night Two lonely people, we were strangers in the night Up to the moment when we said our first hello Little did we know Love was just a glance away A warm embracing dance away And ever since that night We 
We've been together, lovers at first sight In love forever, it turned out so right For strangers in the night Love was just a glance away Cut. Bell tone. That's just a note to help the singer find the new key. And on with the song. Ever since that night, we've been together, lovers at first sight. In love forever, it turned out so right, for strangers in the night. We've been together in love forever together forever may be the bummest bum rhyme on any major sinatra song but it is a terrific vocal so frank and the band went home and that's when bowen really got to work he spliced together the two parts of the record and then set two lathes running to start cutting acetates and acetate isn't like a finished record it starts to lose quality after it's been played a few times, but it's good for the the first few spins. And the very act of sending out acetates rather than promotional singles would get a disc jockey's attention. So every three minutes, the lathes produced another pair of acetates, and Bowen and his promotions guy put them in envelopes and inscribed the names of the top jocks at the top stations in every major market, New York, Chicago, Boston, Miami. They handed them to the runners to drive to the airport, find the next flight to each city and seek out a friendly stewardess interested in taking the new Sinatra single on its maiden flight in exchange for a couple of those $20 bills. You couldn't do it today. Anybody showing up at the airport with last-minute packages and seeking out flight attendants on simultaneous cross-country flights would quickly be tasered into unconsciousness by Homeland Security. Why? The very code words on the acetate, strangers in the night, would betray its shadowy conspiratorial intent. But 1966 was a different world. By the time the Jack Jones single arrived in the mail, Frank's acetates were all over the airwaves and they put him back on top. Sinatra hit number one in Britain at the end of May, displacing the Rolling Stones, and number one in America shortly thereafter, seeing off the Beatles. Oh, would you like to hear Jack Jones's version of the song? Love was just a glance away, and then the entire planet glanced away, and that was that. Strangers in the night Exchanging glances, wandering in the night What were the chances we'd be sharing love Before the night was through Something in your eyes was so inviting Something in your smile was so exciting something in my heart told me i must have you 
took a song he didn't care for and tried to make it real and sincere and man it just lies there and it dies there frank sinatra took a song he loathed and made it the acme of global easy listening blockbusters compare jack jones trying to infuse the word inviting with some subtle oblique nuance with sinatra just yearning and soaring something in my heart told me I must have you Strangers in the night Just beautiful. The Rockers hated it as much as Frank did, if not quite as lucratively. And for a while it would turn up in the middle of interminable live guitar solos as a knowing wink to the crowd of all that the rock revolution would overthrow. That's Jimi Hendrix at the 1967 Monterey Pop Festival. I prefer the excellent rhythm guitarist on Sinatra's record. Do you know his name? A then-unknown session player called Glenn Campbell. Jimmy Bowen wanted something top 40 disc jockeys would play, and that meant a radio-friendly fade-out instead of a proper ending. Frank hated what he called ratty old fadeaway records. He sang one take clean and listened to the dull outro with the plonking soft rock drums and the sawing strings playing on without him uh, to give some unknown disc jockey on some unknown station room to say, it's 8.27 and let's check traffic. And then Frank did a second take. It turned out so right for strangers in the night do de do be do 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 da 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 that dooby-dooby-doo is just a few seconds but in some way it became the most famous part of the record so much so that for a 2008 Sinatra compilation CD they added an extra 9 seconds of fade out so that doobie doo aficionados would get more doobie for their dues. It turned out so right for strangers in the night. Doobie doobie doo. Do 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 da 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 It was an influential ending. Fred Silverman, CBS TV's head of children's programming, 
heard Sinatra and that famous outro and immediately changed the name of the dog in his new Saturday morning cartoon show. The only dog on the planet named after the fade-out of a number one record. When fans started demanding Sinatra sing the song on stage, it would have been easy to ask Don Costa or some such to put a proper finish on the arrangement. But he hated the thing, so why bother? It turned out all right for strangers in the night. Two strangers in the Sinatra hitting a new low. Okay, it's not in the wee small hours or I've got you under my skin, but as a two and a half minute pop single, it stands up to pretty much anything else it was sharing the hit parade with back in 1966. Hanky Panky, Sunshine Superman, Yellow, Submarine. In such company, how good does a two-take pop record with an orchestral chart worked up over the weekend have to be? And you know who likes the song? Frank's daughter. Here is Nancy Sinatra to sing for all of us. Strangers in the night Exchanging glances Wandering in the night What were the chances We'd be sharing love before the night was through Something in your eyes Was so inviting Something in your smile Was so exciting Something in my heart Told me I must have you Since that night We've been together Lovers at first sight In love forever It turned out so right For strangers in the night This is for you, Daddy
A song from me to you. Nancy Sinatra singing for her daddy Bert Camfort's music and Charles Singleton's and Eddie Snyder's words. It turned out so right. Well, except for Jack Jones. You know, Frank's not wrong to despise those ratty fadeaway records, so let's give Jack Jones a break and have him put a proper ending on the song. All yours, Jack. It turned out so right For strangers in the night Strangers in the night Strangers in the And not a dooby dooby doo in sight. Stein's Song of the Week was presented by Mark Stein and produced for Serenade Radio by Brian Savin.